0: Hi, it's Amber, and welcome back to my podcast, Align with Amber. My friend Haley is here, and she is truly such a beautiful person inside and out. I asked her to be here and share her story with you all, because I felt it in my heart that it is something we all need to hear. Haley is currently in a season of struggle, and I feel like we rarely hear about the struggle, the hard times, when it is actually happening, when they're happening. We normally hear about it once a person has overcome their struggles. And the purpose of today's episode is to truly remind you that you are not alone and you can face hardships in your life at any time in your life And it doesn't mean that you're failing. It doesn't mean that you're behind. It just means that you are human. In this episode, we also talk about relationships, both friendship and romantic, losing them, being in them. We talk about learning to be alone, perfectionism, as well as timelines that society has placed on us. I enjoyed our conversation so much, and I hope you do too. I love you. And thank you so much for being here. It means the absolute world to me. And enjoy today's episode. I'm sitting here with my friend Haley, and we just tried to get two microphones working for so long. It's 1:40. What time we we sat down like at one o'clock?
1: Yeah, about that.
0: <laughs> one o'clock, and we couldn't figure it out. But we are here. And I brought Haley here because I want her to speak on what she is going through right now. And I want her to do that because I feel like a lot of people do not talk about their struggle when they are in the struggle. The main purpose of my podcast of using my voice of doing the things that I am doing is I want to make sure I want people to know that they are not alone. And I want you to start off by just telling us who you are. Can you paint a picture of who Haley is so the audience knows even me? Because I still don't know you. I brought you here and <laughs> I don't know who you are.
1: So first of all, thank you so much for just making this happen. I really appreciate it. I feel like, you know, we met a while ago now, just yeah. at the gym and yeah. Um, even though we haven't hung out much, I feel like we naturally connected Mm -hmm. in a really honest and just natural way. So Mm -hmm. I just appreciate you welcoming me here. Um, I knew you were going to ask me this question. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking about this last night and I was like, I know she's going to ask me, who are you? Yeah. And I was sitting there and I was like, to be honest, I am in a space where I don't know if I have a concrete answer. And I think Mm. that is why I feel like I'm struggling so much. You know, and we can get into this as we continue talking, but really throughout the past year, I have been going through sorry going through so many transformational parts of life that I didn't really expect to go through. Um, I was thinking about it the other weekend, and it was Halloween weekend, and I was just thinking back to last year and my life was just in a completely different spot and because my life has changed so much over the course of just one year which sounds like a really short amount of time to just kind of do a 180 right mm-hmm. it really makes you question okay who am i because just last year i thought i was xyz and now i don't feel those things yeah. anymore yeah so i mean at the core of me i'm a daughter a sister a friend, someone who deeply cares about people. Um, I love beauty in the simplest of forms. Whether that's going outside on the lakefront, we blessedly live so close I to did. the lakefront. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> and that is just like when I have those moments where you're just outside in nature and yeah. seeing the most beautiful sunset that you could possibly imagine. I love those moments because it really just connects you to what I think life is about. You know, so I love those moments, but to even making my home a beautiful place so that I feel comfort there and safety there and just kind of seen within the space that I'm inhabiting.
0: Yeah, where you're spending all of your time.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And then I look for beauty in people and in the little Mm -hmm. moments and just, I think we're here... On this planet, on this earth, to experience the full human experience, which unfortunately does come with those really low lows. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you see the highs out of that and you appreciate them so much more when you are experiencing those highs. But I think without that, you know, I feel like the human experience wouldn't be as impactful and amazing and just full. Right. So who am I? Um, I'm still trying to figure that out. I think in this moment, I think there's been parts of my life where I was very confident in who I was. And now I'm in a part of my life where I'm like, hmm, maybe I'm just evolving. Yeah. And I haven't met entirely the new version of me Yeah. Um, in this next chapter. But I'm just in the thick of it in the deep questioning you're of a lot of stuff. You're literally like, <laughs> in, you're in the
0: transition. Yes. In the unknown. Yes. And I think that's where a lot of people are. And I remember being in that space and it's overwhelming. It's exhausting. It's like dizzy. Mm-hmm. You're like, what, what am I supposed to do? And I love how honest you were, how honest you are with the answer of who am I? And a lot of people don't know. And I recently just had that experience. It's It's like you're losing a part of you. You're losing this life that you saw for yourself. And now you're like, I'm grieving this life, but I'm trying to build this other life. And you don't know what that looks like. And you don't know what your next steps are. And when I, it's like I really lost a sense of identity recently. And that was like when I decided to stop drinking i just, I'm like, who am I? And I literally stopped doing everything that I was doing because I'm like, the old version of me did this and I don't even, I'm not, who, I'm not that person anymore. So what if I just stopped everything mm-hmm. and I created something new for myself and I stepped into something new for me. And even if it wasn't, I mean, my routine now is kind of similar, except I feel a lot different about it. I feel, I mean, I just feel different. So I feel like I'm coming into it with a whole new energy and a whole new perspective and I don't have everything figured out I have no idea I mean I'm a nanny I'm sitting here doing things trying to figure out who I am and I think that's a lot of people get stuck because they don't know what to do and is there anything that you're doing right now to try to figure out who you are who you know yeah
1: yeah so You know, and again, being completely honest and transparent, I was laid off. This was, you know, one of the kind of very pivotal moments in the past year, but I was laid off in June Mm -hmm. and it was from a job that I had just started in August. So I was really only there for what, like eight months or so. Um, And unfortunately it was the job where I had been making the most money I've ever made in my entire life. Mm Mm-hmm. I saw myself there for a really long time. And just for reference, I've been an executive assistant since 2017. Okay. And that's not what I went to school for. I went yeah. to school for fashion merchandising. My life obviously didn't take me in that direction because I'm here now. But, um, you know, even within that space, I never grew up thinking I was going to be an executive assistant. Yeah. Right. And so I never had that passion for my work. I would, mm-hmm. I'm good at what I do. Yeah. That's not in question. But of course, my job wasn't my passion. you know. And you have to grapple a lot with yourself. Like Some people don't get to do their passion for work. The way the world runs is you got to make money to mm-hmm. so take care of yourself.
0: Especially right now.
1: It's, especially <laughs> right now, girl, I know. <laughs> um, you know and so I found something that I was good at. I'm yeah. good at pe- keeping people on track. I'm good at project management. I'm organized. I'm a people person. And, you know, that all kind of plays into that role of work. And, you know, I hadn't quite found my home in terms of a company that I wanted to stay with. And I think that's something that our generation really just resonates with. You know, previous generations, they would find one company and they would stay there for years and years and years and years and just work their way up. That hasn't been my experience. And I know that hasn't been a lot of people's experience who are around our age group. Um, And so I finally, you know, at this last place, found a team where I was like, I can stay here because this team of people trusted me so much that they were giving me side projects that I could really show other skill sets that were kind of outside the typical executive assistant roles and tasks. And so I was so excited. Unfortunately, life had other plans for me. Um, They went through two rounds of layoffs, one in December, which I was fine through, and then another round in June. And so I was affected by that, and that just, like, really... I'm someone who grew up being a perfectionist, Mm -hmm. and I loved getting the gold stars in school. I did the work. I, you know, I was always, like, the top student. If you asked any teacher, they would say, oh, we love having Haley in class. And I don't say that to brag. It's just the reality. Yes. You know, I was a good student. And so this was kind of the first time where I felt very neglected by the system, you know, just turned away. I felt like a number and it was, it really rocked me in a way that I had not expected. Trust me, when they were calling me about it, I was literally sobbing. I was just going to ask you, how did you (laughs) feel? I was just going to ask you, how did you
0: feel? Like how was? Oh, I
1: felt horrible. Um, and I knew it was happening. I supported someone very high up in the company. And so I had access to his inbox and was very well aware of how the company was doing. And financially and so I knew layoffs were happening I did not know that I was going to be affected Mm -hmm. and when I got a random meeting put on my calendar like same morning wanted to meet with me like an hour later from two people who I didn't know in the company but when I look at their titles of what they do one is in talent and I was like this is it here we go. <laughs> here we go. And so I get on the Zoom. And they oh, it was on Zoom? Yeah, it was on Zoom. It was on Zoom. And they started the call the exact way I knew they were going to start the call. I get on there and they go, "Oh." so I'm sure you're aware. Oh. And I knew exactly that was the phrasing they were going to use. And yeah. I was like, oh, here we go. And I just immediately waterworks. I'm a crier. Yeah. Oh, Like, me my too. emotions just... Pour out of me. And still in that moment, I somehow chose to make it about them. And I was like, I am so sorry that you guys have to make these calls. That is such a hard job. Hmm. And they kind of looked at me and they're like, no, this is about you. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about us. Like, <laughs> we still have our jobs, basically. And still somehow I was like turning it off of me. Um, and I think that's just how I am naturally. I'm very, I worry about. Other people a lot more than I worry about myself. Mm. And I think through this layoff and through some other things that have happened in my life this year, I've been forced to worry about myself in a way that I'm not used to doing. That you've never done. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's new for me. Yeah. Because it's, I'm having to put myself first in a way that I don't think I've ever done in my life. And it feels weird. It feels like when you're not used to doing that, you feel neglectful of the people around you. It's not easy. It's not easy. And unfortunately, (laughs) to solidify that thinking, that subconscious thinking in my head, I did have two friends who have left me in this year, you know, and that's really tough. And you have to learn how to pick yourself up Mm -hmm. by yourself Mm -hmm. and keep going. And you don't know necessarily when that light at the end of the tunnel is going to come. And I know it will because I've been through other tough times in life. So it will come because my life isn't over yet, right? I'm still living life. Mm -hmm. So it's not over. So it's there. But I can't tell how far away it is. And that's hard for anyone to go Mm -hmm. through, you know? Mm -hmm. And a lot of people (laughs) who know I've been laid off, they're like, oh, well, like, you have to be enjoying this personal time, right? Like, that's so great. Like, you have all this personal time. Um, And I kind of just look at them. I'm like, are you serious? No, I'm not enjoying this personal time. (laughs) Like, (laughs) yes, there are moments that I'm still enjoying, you know, time not having to be at work. Yes. But mostly, my mind is occupied with how do I get out of this? How do I find that light? How do I find my next job? Like, You know, financial stress is obviously very real. Um, And I'm sorry, I jumped way off your question. But to your point, when that layoff happened and there was another very big thing that happened literally the night before I got laid off that I won't go into too much detail because it's something very personal to me. But that thing that happened was something that really shook my um, moral identity, I will say. And made me question some of the values that I had or didn't have. And so that instance also kind of was a death of versions of me in the past because I was forced to make a decision in that moment. And I was grieving who I thought I was prior to some of these things happening in my life. And... Because of some of these things, I did start going to therapy, which I hadn't ever seen a therapist before, but... Amazing. Yeah. I was just at a moment where I was like, all of this is so much. It is so much. And at that moment, I could already feel um, two of those friends that I was talking about slipping away a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't feel comfortable going to them anymore. Because I kind of had in the back of my mind, I said... I think this is too much for them, and so you know I needed someone outside of my actual life to be able to talk to, Mm -hmm. and And outside of your own mind. Oh yeah, yeah. To take. Because I'm a big talker in my mind. I don't know (laughs) who you
0: are. (laughs) I know. I my mind. I wrote something down the other day. I'm like I literally had to scream just so I could be louder than my thoughts. And I I love writing, and it was more. It was very poetic, but I'm like. I just had to scream because my thoughts were so loud. And mm-hmm. you would think after all this time of doing so much that maybe they were just quiet or maybe you could... And I know I am not my thoughts. I know, but it's just, it's there. Yeah. It's still there. And I'm just, it's its just, like I said earlier, it gets dizzy. It gets exhausting. I, I'm so exhausted this week because I've just been in my thoughts. Mm-hmm.
1: That's really what it is. Honestly, I've noticed lately, you know, and I don't want to throw words around lightly, but... I've never experienced anything like depression before. But I would say the state that I've been in is the closest to what I would think depression is. Mm -hmm. You know, when your job is taken away, you lose your... You know, and these two friends that I lost, they were not just auxiliary group type friends who were kind of on the fringe of my life. They were, I would say, my community. You know, and as you're an adult and you kind of grow out of school and you grow out of... Some of those activities that naturally bring you community with people, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: your community circle is smaller. And so those two friends, we were kind of just like a little trio community. And so when I lost them, I lost that sense of community too. And so, you know, I'm in this period of just really being alone. And I think there's some good in that. I think it's good to be by yourself and be able to be at peace with that. But I also think we are naturally social pe- you know, social beings as humans and do need community. So I think, you know, recently, honestly, just in the last week, I was kind of thinking, man, why? Like, yes, lost my job. Some other stuff happened. My friends left. You know, so I was just really thinking, okay, X, Y, Z happened. They're all bad. Yeah. Great. But why am I having such a hard time moving through this? Because... You know, I have all these goals in my mind. I'm like, okay, I could do this, and that would be good for me, and I could do this, and that would be good for me, too. And I can't find the energy or want to actually do it. I'm like, why is that? And I think it's just because I don't feel connected to anything at the moment. I don't feel connected to a community, um, like a purpose. You know, I have my family. My family is great, but, of course... I don't see them every day. They're not like constantly with me. And, you know, I do have other friends as well who I cherish and I love. But those are kind of individual friends. You know, it's not a community group of friends. It's like I have this individual friendship with this person, this other friendship with this person. And so you start to feel on a little island Mm -hmm. a little bit. And the scary thing about that is you are so alone with yourself.
0: You are, and
1: you start to think about all the things you need to work on, and maybe some of the choices that led you to be where you are today Mm -hmm. the role that you had in how your life
0: currently is. It's like what you attracted, and Mm -hmm. everything. Like in my mind, it's like you lost a sense of safety. Yeah, oh,
1: yes, I feel so unsafe.
0: Yeah, and having. (laughs) It's not like, oh, this was like your dream job, but it gave you safety. It's not like, and these friends gave you safety. They gave you a sense of belonging. And just mm. now that that's gone, it's, you're in uncharted territory. You don't know how to navigate this. You've never been there before. Yeah. So also, like, I'm here, like, yes, give yourself grace. And that's something I had to remind myself. Because at this time last year, I didn't have a job. I didn't have a job from, like, August to January. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I remember feeling so alone. I remember feeling so lost lost. I was counting pennies from like a butter container just to pay rent. I was door dashing and eating lunch in the car, eating dinner in the car, just trying to make money to pay rent. And then all of my money that I made would go straight towards rent or gas. And I didn't know how I was going to get out of it. I didn't, like you were saying earlier, I, I knew I was going to, and I saw that light. But when you don't know when, mm-hmm. it's like you're in fight or flight. You're yes. in this mindset that is so scattered and it's so lonely being there Mm -hmm. it's so scary being there yeah and I mean for me when I got out of it I remember one day I am reaching for all I was thinking like just how how you are like uh, what do I do what's next and I was like, if I don't tell the universe the universe what I want, if I don't just get clear on what I want, mm-hmm. I, even if I know if it's not forever, this isn't my forever thing, because I didn't want to go back to nannying. I there was an ego thing um. there completely, <laughs> and I was like, I I can do more than this. I can do, but at the end of the day, nannying has done so much for my inner child it mm. has allowed me to look at children and see the way that they're living life and the family family that I have right now this little girl named Mila I look at her and I'm like that's me when I was younger and I, I feel so attached to that and I really do believe it like she's so emotional she's so emotional and so in touch and she's so beautiful and I'm like one day I'm like that's me I'm like what if I can learn through her to give me what I need And so I've been learning through her, and I've been so gentle with her. So I've been so gentle with myself, my inner child. And it's been very beautiful. But what I was saying earlier is I got clear. I'm like, okay, I'll go back to nannying. Because in that time where I was applying for jobs, I was applying to so many jobs. And I just remember – I don't know if it was a dream. I literally do not remember. But I was like, if I'm not clear, how how does the universe know what to give me? Mm -hmm. And that's how I think. Mm -hmm. So one day I was like, okay, I'll go back to nannying. I'll do it. And I applied – and it took a maybe like a month but not even and our family reached out to me and we got in touch and i'm working for them now and they're great and i have felt a very i'm very at peace now and this is just to remind you and i know you know this that it does get better and yeah it it was it was really very difficult being in that but me getting clear really helped me. Do you have clarity or what are you doing? Like, are you applying for the same jobs or are you maybe trying to find different jobs right now? Or yeah.
1: So I think that's another thing that is just difficult in this time period because I don't have clarity, full clarity. I would say, you know, I have wild dreams, (laughs) but that's great. Nothing that that I can manifest in this moment. Right. And so, you know, you talked about ego and I think that's such a huge part of people's journey and, like, really figuring out what you're doing out of ego and what you're not doing because of ego.
0: hmm
1: You know, I said my last job that I was at, it was another executive assistant job, but I was making the most money I ever made. And I think I attached just a little bit too much ego to that. I was very proud of it. And it is a good thing to be proud of, you know? But- mm. When I lost that, I, you know, a part of me really just took that to heart because I felt like a failure then. And so now I'm discovering too, through applying for more executive assistant jobs, the market just isn't the same as when I took that last job. Salaries are lower and most salaries that i'm applying for if i'm looking for really what i want which is a hybrid situation i don't want to be in the office five days a week that's not what i'm used to ever since um covid yeah and that's
0: the worst part i know and you know and it's
1: true i feel bad complaining about it because there are obviously professions where you have to be where you're working yeah five days a week (laughs) but you know i'm just being serious i'm like my lifestyle changed after COVID. Yeah. And now I'm not used to being in an office five days a week and mm-hmm. I would prefer not to be. Yeah. <laughs> and so Yeah.
0: Um,
1: you know, and I don't think there's anything wrong with having preferences. But what I'm finding is that a lot of the jobs are less money than what I was making. And so I'm in this space of arguing with myself in my head, like, okay, do I hold out for an opportunity that's making more money. And I've had interviews with places that I would be making more money than my last job, but I haven't gotten them. Mm -hmm. Or do I need to check my ego? I mean, it's still a livable wage. It's not like, you know, I'd be living off of pennies. So I'm like, do I need to check my ego a little bit and just take this, um, you know, kind of bridge job and, Take that that one stress, of financial burden, away from myself. Yeah. Because that is a big stress. I live on my own. I have two animals. They're not cheap. Yeah. <laughs> you know? like, babies. I have babies. Exactly. I have to take care of them. And, you know, that, that financial stress, even though, you know, sometimes it feels egotistical, it's just the reality. You have to pay for your bills. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was accustomed to living at a certain lifestyle point, but... So I'm kind of grappling with that and seeing, you know, what can I manage for the time being? What's truly important? And like, would just taking that financial stress, how much of a difference would that make in my life right now? And would that clear some of my headspace to focus on other things? And, you know, I am trying to come to terms with also your life is not linear. It's not just a straight upward trajectory whether that's in your personal life or your career life, there are going to be times where it's going like this. You know, it's the hills and valleys. Mm -hmm. I'm in a valley right now, and I just have to figure out how to get up the hill. And Mm -hmm. sometimes it's just going to be a small hill, and then another little valley, and then sometimes the next hill will be bigger. You know, so Mm -hmm. you just got to keep going. But yeah, I think that ego part is just a huge thing of it kind of detaching myself from, you know, you asked me at the beginning of the podcast, who is Haley? And when I had a job, I would say, oh, I'm an executive assistant and I like fitness and that, you know, like that's like really all I would share. I had, so detaching from what I do is really big right now and that's something I'm working on. Obviously not perfect at it. So what
0: fills your soul up? Mm Mm-hmm. What? Actually, something, I want to ask you this question before we get too far along. How old are you? I'm 31. 31. Okay, guys, Haley is 31. And this is something I've been wanting to ask you for a while now. How does that play a part in how you feel about all this? Because, you know, society has this timeline (laughs) that things need to be done at this age or that age. And you're 31 sitting here right now. Mm Mm-hmm talking about your struggles and things that you think you wouldn't be dealing with at 31, but here you are. So yeah. do you, how does that play a part in It's all definitely,
1: this? It's definitely a narrative that is ingrained in the back of my mind because mm-hmm. how can it not be? Because society has made yeah. it that way. Oh. And we are, I think you're only a few years younger than me. Yeah,
0: I'm 26.
1: Okay. That's about the age group where... You start to see other peers around your age getting married, having kids, buying a house, getting the promotion, all the things, right? Like, it's that age group that starts – you really start to see the people around you. Truly. Quote, unquote, leveling up when you feel like you're not meeting that same standard. And it can be extremely draining on you, and I think social media has perpetuated this – To a horrible degree, you know. The keeping up with the Joneses has always been a thing. But it was more so in your immediate circle. It was like your neighbors, you know. Like you see the old movies where someone's competing with other neighbor for like the best Christmas decorations, you know. And that's like the theory of keeping up with the Joneses. But now, in our age, in social media, we get to see it from even complete strangers. Yeah. Influencers who we know are around our age. You're like, this person has a multimillion dollar business <laughs> yeah. and I'm out of the job. <laughs> like, what did I do? Right. I mean. And the thing but. is, is I think we all inherently know that everyone is very deserving of all of the beauties in life. So when you feel like you were on that track to, you know, I said I was making the most money. I was like, I'm going up. And then when it's all taken from you, then you really start to think about everyone else your age. And it's like you get in this cycle of thinking about that. You know, I'm not anywhere near being married. I don't... I'm not anywhere near... So are you kids. dating right now? I am. Um, and that's been... That's its own little interesting thing. But, um, yeah, you know, I'm just not at that point. Like, yeah. there's no... I, And I won't be, you know, realistically. I won't be for a few years... At the earliest. (laughs) (laughs) So so I'm like, okay, I'm going to be one of those. You know, and it's really funny because my mom always joked with me when I was younger. And she said this in front of my brother one time in our kitchen. I don't know. We must have been talking about dating. And she looks at me and she goes, Haley, you might never get married. And she said it so seriously, not in a rude way. She just said it very seriously. And my brother looks at my mom and he's like, mom, Like it was the worst thing in the world for her to say to me. And I looked at her and I said, you might be right.
0: (laughs) And and that's just because... How old were you when she said that? I was in high school. I was in my sister's... She... (laughs) My sister's married. I have a twin sister. Yes. And so that was something I struggled with because I'm like, oh, my sister's the same exact mm -hmm. age. She's getting married. I'm still single and I'm not dating. And I joke with her. I'm like, don't get too far ahead of me. Like, don't have kids yet. Just wait a little bit. But recently she was like, Amber, do you even want to get married? Or if you do, I I could just see you getting married in in the courthouse. What? (laughs) (laughs) What made you think that? What makes you say that? I'm so confused by that statement. But okay. So I feel what you're, I'm like, what, what makes people think that? But it's so interesting.
1: I think it's certain energies um that people give off, and I definitely got this from you as well. Like when I first met you, I could tell you're very fine by yourself. Even in the moments that I know you don't don't feel fine by yourself, you're very fine by yourself. You just give off an energy of being very confident in yourself. Even like even if you don't feel it. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. it's just naturally deep inside you.
0: It's I think, in you. I believe it's yeah. like it's in there. It's just like covered up. Yeah, by something. exactly,
1: exactly. Because, I mean, I look back at my past because I've been sitting here wondering. I'm like, man, I'm really struggling through this period of loneliness, like a lot. But in my past, I haven't been. I've never really had a group of close girlfriends. I've always wanted one, but I was kind of on the outskirts of multiple groups, and I, I could never dated relate
0: to that more though. <laughs>
1: yeah, and so you know. My whole life, I've kind of just been primarily on my own, um, and so you know, I wonder why I'm struggling with it so much right now. And I think maybe it is a little bit of the age thing, where it's like, okay, I I don't necessarily feel 31 because of how my life is. At the well, moment. you don't look 31 either. <laughs> Thank you. <No. laughs> um, that's health and fitness, I know. and also good jeans for my mom. <laughs> Heck yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, that timeline, it's tough. It's tough. And moving past that, though, what I try and do in those moments where I'm like, I should be married, I should be having kids, I should have the house, I just try to look at the reality. Children, yeah. That's all you can do. Yeah. I mean, children are a blessing. But your life changes when you have kids. And mm-hmm. it is not glamorous to be a mom. You know? It's yeah. like you go through a lot of stuff when you're a mom and you're a parent and your life completely changes and
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I have to be real with myself. Would I even be ready for that?
0: No. I mean, I I wouldn't.
1: Right. (laughs) And I'm definitely not. You know, I feel like, I feel like I have a lot to give in other areas of life that I haven't even yet explored before I would think about starting a family. So yeah, that timeline is real. Mostly I think about it in terms of things I want to do in my career where I'm like oh. you know I was talking about taking another EA job and that would primarily just be for free right now but there are other things that I want to do with my life that I sometimes wish I could have done sooner
0: mm-hmm. but that really doesn't do us any good thinking about what we could have no. done like, <laughs> so and that's why I've gotten in that loop of thinking about the past thinking about the future but like That literally means nothing. It's gone. Like, all that matters is this moment and what we do with this moment because it's the only moment where we can truly create and do something with. Mm -hmm. But going back to loneliness, Mm -hmm. because you were saying you're in a state of that. I have been in a state of complete loneliness, of feeling alone. And when, first of all, thank you for saying that I give off that energy of being confident of... But I also sometimes wonder... I've gotten so comfortable being alone. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Like, am I not letting people in? Can I even let people in? Am I just, you know, because I haven't really dated in my mind. I'm like, I'm so comfortable being alone. What if someone comes in and disrupts that? Like this morning I was sitting at the lake and I was like, it would be nice to have someone sitting here right now. It doesn't need to be a guy. It could be just a friend, a person, but I sometimes I wonder like would they make this moment not as happy for me. Would they be complaining, "Let's go home. Let's do this." But like I am so content with just sitting here with myself, but like we were saying earlier, we are here to have human connection. Mm-hmm. And I truly believe that, but I also think it is so important to be by yourself and when I was my mo- most lonely, when I didn't have a job, when I lived alone, Those were the most transformative times of my life because I really got to know myself on a level where I would not have gotten to know myself if I didn't go through those things. And you were talking about this earlier. What is something you are learning about yourself right in this moment? Whether it is just like learning to be alone. Yet what are you learning in these moments of being in a, like you're saying, depressive struggling state because those truly were the most transformative times of my life and I want people to know that there are lessons you can take from this and do you believe that everything happens for a reason
1: I do um or I do believe everything happens for a reason and I actually just saw a tiktok kind of about this the other day and they were talking about karma mm. and you I know I've seen a lot of that lately yeah <laughs> and I think a lot of people when you hear the word karma you think of oh, someone did something bad to you, so they're going to get it coming back to them, right? Which can be true. But it really is just the concept of cause and effect. And Mm -hmm. you couldn't have been anywhere else except where you are today because the decisions you made were the decisions you made, and they led here. And they brought you here. Yeah. And so I've been learning, I think, a lot in especially these past few months ever since losing my job and kind of detaching from some important people in my life and you know it's been interesting because every person that you meet and who knows you they often view you a little bit differently than the person next to them depending on their life experiences how they view the world your interactions with them your certain type of relationship with them and so prior to this year happening the two girls who I was closest with I mean they were my biggest cheerleaders and so when they left I was like why (laughs) you know I had a lot of questions and I was very confused and so I've had to work a lot through understanding the dynamics in the relationship that I gave and took in those relationships and mm-hmm. then, you know, I've been dating someone for a little over a year now and he has a completely, he's much older and he has a completely different perspective on life than I do. He is very much okay being alone. Mm-hmm. He does not have a lot of close people in his life. And so on one hand, on one hand, I had friends who were very relational and community-based. You know, I said we were a community. It's because we were very intertwined with each other. Mm-hmm. And then I have this man over here who's saying, you don't need to be giving so much of yourself to people. I think that's dangerous. And in the moment, I was like, I'm getting two conflicting <laughs> messages here. And it was very hard to discern what I thought when I was getting inputs from other people. hmm um, and, you know, something that I've learned in the past three months where I have had more time to be alone and just kind of separate from a lot of people. Um, I realized that's something I used to do because I value community so much. And I do want those human connections because I think if they're the right connections, they're very special. Yeah. But I think something that I did was I valued those so much, maybe over myself that I would pour so much of myself into them that when I was going through a hard time myself and I couldn't pour as much into those friendships anymore just out of pure survival for myself, those friends no longer understood me. They, They couldn't understand why I had changed. They couldn't understand why Haley wasn't the same. And unfortunately those friendships didn't last through that period. And it was really sad. It was traumatizing to me. You know, it was heartbreaking because I think especially as women, uh, I don't know if this is your experience as well, but the relationships I have with other women are very special to me. I grew up with two sisters, but my older sister is 15 years older and my little sister is special needs. So my sister relationship was not your typical sister relationship. And so I think I look for that a lot in my woman friendships is someone who feels like a sister to me who I can relate to on a very specific level. Mm -hmm. And so when those people who you felt you had that with leave you, you're like, whoa, (laughs) that doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm. Um, But so out of that, I think something that I learned is I have to be extremely... Careful and cautious when moving forward with people who I give so much of myself to. I'm a very friendly person naturally, and I'll talk to just about anyone unless I feel a bad vibe from you, which there are a few people in the world who (laughs) I've encountered. But for the most part, you know, I'm very friendly and I want everyone to get along. But I've learned that moving forward, I need to be careful about how much i'm giving so that in those moments where i can't give as much those friends don't feel like i'm neglecting them because i think that's a little bit of what happened yeah there
0: because you gave so much and then when you went back a little bit mm. they were like why aren't you giving so much you must
1: mm-hmm. this
0: i so get that yeah and i feel like i'm i mean i don't i don't even know if my friends listen to this but i'm the only one that doesn't drink in my friend group and mm-hmm. i choose to I'm just very much choosing to do things right now that benefit me. Yeah. And that is not easy to do. Like last night, I sat here. I literally... I don't know why. I was ironing or what do you call it? Steaming. Steaming my curtains. <laughs> I'm setting all this up. It was through, like my roommates and then one of my best friends came in the town. And they all went out to dinner. And they're like, hey, Amber, are you coming with us? And I'm like, no, I have like a podcast to do tomorrow. I just want to feel my best. And also... And I mean, I'm not saying they're doing anything wrong by going out and drinking. I, I, people do that. I, I'm mm. not judging whatsoever. It's just, I'm usually the only one, I'm the only one at the table that's not. Mm-hmm. And so at some point, there is a disconnect there. Yeah. And I feel very separated. And I'm always thinking about what else I could do. Or I could be at home reading my book. Or I could be, it's just that disconnect has been happening a lot in my friendships. Mm. And it feels, it, it, really saddens me because I don't know what to do about it and so I've just been choosing to stay at home I'm like no I'm just I'm just gonna stay at home tonight no I'm not gonna go and it's confusing and I know that the old version of me would have been there Mm -hmm. and I'm sitting I was sitting here last night and like the old version of me would have been out like Amber just sit here and you can say goodbye to her again And I feel like over and over again I'm just saying goodbye to this old version of me that keeps coming up she's like are are you sure you just want to sit here home alone or whatever it is but it's like every time I do choose to do it it might not always feel good in the moment but I woke up this morning and I was so happy I'm like I chose to do what I wanted to do and that wasn't easy and I think at the same time they don't understand how hard it is for me to choose me Mm -hmm. how hard it is for me to stay back and in my head I'm like I wonder if they're out talking about me or if they're like, oh, Amber is so weird or Amber is staying at home. I don't know. And I'm not saying that's running my thoughts, but that those thoughts do come up. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying they're true either whatsoever, but those thoughts do come up. And then I just feel myself really drifting off. And I'm in that space where I'm drifting off. (laughs) And I don't have that connection Like I used to, but that's all. That's what we're here to do. We're here to change. Mm -hmm. And those friends that want to stay and that truly see you and understand, will understand. Even my friends woke up this morning and they were hungover, and I'm asking them how their night went. And one of my friends, it was her birthday, and I felt so bad that I missed her birthday. But she was like, "Amber, I just want you to know I understand," and that meant so much to me because in my head I'm like, "What if she doesn't understand?" But this having those friends that do understand Mm -hmm. means a lot for someone who's like very empathetic and a people pleaser. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it's still really, really hard for me nonetheless of just sitting here and choosing me and choosing what's best for me. Yeah. I don't know if you can relate to that with your friend. I mean, but I know. Yeah,
1: no, I definitely can. Um, You know, and I think in the past year, a lot of, a lot of the disconnect was, I was going through, you know, I've been dating this guy and I haven't been in a lot of long-term relationships. And I'm just going to be frank, it's not been the easiest relationship. And I think a lot of the reason my two friends kind of just were like done was they didn't really like him. (laughs) That's fine. But, you know, I also think... A lot of what happened was we were so connected and we were so intertwined that our lives were intertwined a little bit. And I think as I'm reflecting on that, I think moving forward in friendship, I need to be very careful of that. And what I mean by that is, personally, if I had a friend dating someone who I didn't really like, as long as he's not harming her, it's not really my say.
0: It's not your business. I don't own her life. Yeah.
1: She has her own very separate life, and I'm so glad I get to be part of it, but I am not all of it, and I have no say in it. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I really reflected on that, and I could understand their frustrations. I think what they didn't realize was that I was going through a lot of necessary changes that this man that I'm seeing has been a catalyst for in just... Me as a person and how I approach life. He is very, very different than me. I was raised very Christian conservative. I had a good life growing up, you know, just pretty safe bubble. I'm not going to lie. My dad was chief of police in the town that I went to school in. like, I was what everyone called the goody goody, you know, and that is how I grew up. And that, so that's like my frame of mind a lot of the time when I'm moving through life, because that's my experience Now, I don't necessarily hold all the same values. I have some altered values than my parents and then my upbringing. And I've gone off the rails a little bit in terms of I got tattoos. My parents hate tattoos. Like, I do drink. My parents don't drink. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I don't live the same life that they do. But I grew up being that perfectionist and people pleaser. And I... Was so afraid for the longest time to disappoint my parents and to do things that were out of line of their expectations because I was afraid that would alter our relationship and that would alter their love and respect for me. And I think that's very natural. But I held on to that just a little bit too long.
0: Yeah.
1: And the guy I'm dating is the first person who's ever come into my life and has challenged me about it because he's covered in tattoos. Like he has sleeves of tattoos (laughs) and he did not grow up in a Christian background. He's, he doesn't believe in God. And like, he is my opposite (laughs) in so many ways. And he was like, Haley, how, how am I going to feel like safe? around your parents potentially if you can't even be straight with them about how you live your life because up until 30 big. it was big That's up big. until 30 i was hiding this tattoo on my wrist wow. i was hiding a tattoo what were you on doing my putting a band. i was putting <laughs> bracelets on it amber you <laughs> got a whole
0: stack literally
1: yes i'm not making this up because i got my first tattoo was on my ribs okay. well, and i got it when i was 21 And I got that one thinking, they're never going to see this. It's on my ribs. Like, even in the summer with swimsuits, I can just wear a thicker strapped swimsuit. They'll never know. And that was, you know, I was in my rebellious phase in college and I got that and I was, but I wasn't that rebellious because I wanted to hide it from them. (laughs) But I posted a picture on Instagram of it, which I thought I was safe because my parents aren't on Instagram. But someone I went to high school with our dad's work together, and she, for some, some reason, thought it appropriate to bring up at her dinner table that I got a tattoo.
0: <laughs> that was so purposeful. She knew exactly so what she, she was
1: doing. Oh, I had words for her after I discovered how my dad found out. But her dad went to my dad and was like, So, Haley got a tattoo, huh? And he was like, Not that I know of. And so then my mom came home one day and she was like, Do you have a tattoo? And I looked her dad yeah, in the too. Face. Well, I only had this one at <laughs> uh, that time, but I looked her dad in the face and I was like, "I might I might." She's like, "I want to see it." And so then I have to show her and like listen to this hour long lecture. And you know, she ends it with, "Just you wait because when your dad gets home from work, he's going to tell you the same thing." And so I waited up for my dad that night because I couldn't go to bed until he got home. He was working a late shift, and he came into my room and I said, "Dad, I'm really sorry." He's like, what are you sorry for? And I said, well, I'm sorry for the way you found out. He's like, mm. you know that's permanent, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, I knew that. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> and um, that's all he said. And then he left my room and never said anything else about it. But my mom did tell me. She said, we are paying for your college. Don't you dare Get any more tattoos until you were out of the house, mm. which I did get two more tattoos <laughs> in college. So that's why I was hiding it them for so long because I felt like it was such um, a slap in the face to my parents yeah. to get those tattoos while they were doing something so generous for me, like paying for college. And so I hid them for the longest time because... That me doing that proved that I was not perfect. Mm. It proved that I was not this perfect little angel child that my parents thought I was. Was that in a sense, like a relief when for I you? Told, yeah. I mean. So, yeah. So I hid these for so long. And, you know, always in the back of my mind, I was like, I'm like, they're going to have to find out one day.
0: Mm -hmm. Whether that's at my wedding. (laughs) like,
1: they're going to have to find out. Like, I can't just always hide these. Right. You know? And I battled with that in my head for a long time. But because I'm so headstrong on showing up as perfect as I can be and as a good person, and I have... And that's almost, like, to my detriment, I think. I have lived so long wanting to be... looked at as good as close to perfect as a human could be that I've had to hide so many parts of myself from people who know me and love me yeah and it is hard it's exhausting um but I never had anyone outside of myself telling me Haley you need to do this like you need yeah, to tell them going back to them. the guy that you're dating so going back to the guy that I'm dating he's like you what like how am I going to come to your parents ever and like show them all my tattoos? And then what? You're going to still hide yours? Yeah. Like, what are you doing? He basically, you know, he called me out on so much of my shit that I had just
0: been burying in the closet, Mm -hmm. you know? And that takes up so much space in your mind. So much. And that's why I was like, was that a sense of relief? Because I feel like you maybe were just freed up a little bit there. I was And it's just like, being honest mm-hmm. and I mean I feel like I struggle with that like it's like going back to being my authentic self as I was always a people pleaser or I always had to do this or I thought this person needed this from me but I'm like why am I setting all these expectations for myself or these ideas of what I need to be when why can't I just be, be me and be accepted by that mm-hmm. and I love that this person is calling you out because I love when I'm called out on my shit And I need someone to call me out on my shit because I'm just in my head all the time. And I was just talking to this guy for like a month and things just kind of fizzled off on Tuesday. Mm. So I kind of had a more of a rough week because I'm just like, I don't let myself open up to people. I don't do those things, Mm. which was really interesting because I've never been challenged and I would just like say things. And he's like, no, I don't believe that. I'm like, okay, (laughs) okay. (laughs) and it's just like it's interesting but and I'm not even saying what I I am so open to other people's opinions I'm so open to being challenged and I'm Mm -hmm. not saying that what I say today I'm going to believe tomorrow yeah and I'm not saying that makes me like a shady or weird person it's just I mean sometimes when you're just living it in your own head you tell yourself these stories and if someone comes in and like tells you something different you just rethink it Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, maybe you are right. Or that does make sense. Or I really like how you think about that. How can I like add some of that in? Still believe what I have to believe. Yeah. But, you know, I like, I think we need someone to challenge us. I think we need that. And yeah. that's not like a bad thing whatsoever.
1: Yeah. And I agree. And I think that's, you know, why I've stayed seeing this person for so long. Because I feel like, you know, and I like to think I've added stuff into his life as well. But I think... I don't think it's an accident that you meet anyone in Mm -hmm. life and have an experience with someone because I think the world, you know, and people who don't believe in this stuff can ignore this, but I think the world works for you at the end of the day. Mm
0: -hmm. I like to think that anyway. Um, Just thinking that gives you a sense of peace. Yeah. Just holding on to something, a belief like that is what truly gets me through my day. And I, I believe in that. I think things happen for you, not to you. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what is my lesson here? Why is this happening for me? What can I get out of yeah. this? I'm always asking questions and I'm always reflecting.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, even like, you know, you asked me, what are some things that I've learned in this period of my life? And when you frame, when you have that framework in your mind, when you're looking at something and you look back and, okay, I got laid off why did i get laid off you know not because of my lack of work or work ethic or anything like that why did i get laid off maybe it's because i attached too much ego to saying i hit this certain salary maybe Mm -hmm. i need to be knocked down (laughs) a little bit you know like maybe that wasn't healthy for me to be so proud of that you know pride can be a good thing but if it gets out of hand it can be a bad thing for someone Mm -hmm. So maybe I needed to be knocked down a few notches or maybe there just wasn't growth there for me. Like I thought there might have been in mm. that company, you yeah. know? Okay, why did my friends leave? Well, we can go back and forth on why. But at the end of the day, what, what did I lose from that? I lost two people who I really cared about. But how were we spending our time together? Most of our time spent together was out drinking Mm -hmm. on the weekends and that was just about it. Yeah. One of these people were my college roommate who was my best friend and we had had a falling out um, toward the end of toward the end of college and we stopped talking. I didn't you know disconnect from her in terms of like we were still friends on social media and like we didn't have a We didn't hate each other or anything. We just kind of were like, maybe we need to go separate ways for a little bit. And that was my choosing at that time. A few years later, she reaches out to me and asks to reconnect. And me being someone who likes to give people chance after chance
0: after chance. Girl (laughs) fans. Oh, my goodness. I
1: said, you know what? Yeah. Like, we've grown up. We've each grown up, right? Like, we were in college... We didn't know how to handle situations properly. Mm-hmm. Yes, let's reconnect. Yeah. You know, and at the time, she was going through a lot with um, an ex-fiance. And, like, legal stuff was involved. Like, it was a lot. And looking back, I should have known that was a red flag for me. Because I realized she only wanted me back in her life because I could be there to support her. You know, now it turns out that I'm looking at that friendship, I'm like... I should have known, I should have seen that, but now I know moving forward, right? I can yeah. look at those things a little bit more carefully when choosing my friends and choosing to who, like, to accept into my life. And same with my other friend, like, just looking at behavioral patterns, I couldn't go out for just two drinks with this girl. Two drinks turned into three drinks, which turned into four, turned into five, turned into shots, turned into, you know, and it was like that every weekend, and so I was like, you know, those, those times in my life were fun. Mm-hmm. I had fun on those nights. Mm-hmm. But what was that really doing for me long term? Because I was setting myself up with two women who I thought were going to be with me my whole life. But they couldn't even make it through one
0: tough year. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think that is so important. Um, we're just going to... No more video, but that's okay. I think that's so important because it's like ask truly asking yourself is this relationship can it can it grow with Mm -hmm. me
1: yeah
0: can it and you were just shown no it can't Mm -hmm. and that's okay yeah and like you said you just now you know who you're going to let into your life what you're going to look for in a person Mm -hmm. and if they can't grow with you i mean they don't deserve space in your life yeah because you're on this journey. We're on this journey. We're here to grow, to expand, to evolve and to figure out who we're here to be. And that's not easy. And we're going to have dips. We're going to have struggles. Mm -hmm. We're going to go through the valleys. And I just, it just breaks my heart that it breaks my heart because I'm sitting here. I'm like, I so understand that. I so see that. And it it's hard because I'm like, how don't you feel like that? Why don't you feel like me? Why am I so empathetic? Why do I care so much? Mm -hmm. And that also just goes back to like, I feel alone because I'm like, I feel like I think so different than so many people. Yeah. You know?
1: I have always had that sense as well that I feel very differently about life. And of course, there's no way to really know that because you can't be in someone else's brain or in someone else's emotions. But... I have always had that sense. Um, Even, like, if I think about music, music is such a big part of my life. I grew up playing piano and singing, and I always thought that about music, where I was like, oh, man, like, this song just, like, totally speaks to me. I'm like, do other people feel that? Like, depth of emotion? And sometimes, you know, you can't be in someone else's brain, but based on their actions, I feel like you can kind of prove that correctly, that some people just really... Don't think about other people as much as you do. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a sad reality. And I think that's something that I went through this summer. Um, the guy I'm seeing, he. <laughs> I would always just like bake cookies for people at Christmas because I'm like, I grew up with my mom baking cookies. And I'm like, I'm very into trying to keep the magic of life alive. I think that's something I'm very passionate about. And so I would always bake cookies for my friends and like drop them off at their houses. And the guy I'm seeing was like, why are you doing that? I'm like, what do you mean? Like they're my friends. I'm baking cookies for them. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that's a great thing. And he's like, do they do that for you? And I'm like, well, no, but should that stop me from doing that? I don't know. But when all this happened, I started to second guess that I was like, man, should I be doing so much for people who don't, Do that kind of stuff for me. And I don't want to go off in the complete other direction and stop that because I think we need people in the world who just go out of their way for others, even if they don't have anything coming back to them in return. Giving is so good. It's so good. Um, But I think something I learned is I do need to be careful about how much I give and who I give it to. That's it. Yeah. And that's it. And I think before I just would give, give, give to everyone. You wouldn't even think about it. No. It was just guess, like, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I think if I'm being honest, I got a fix out of it too, right? Because I felt valued and I would see the happiness on their face. And I think that's all great, but I think I put so much emphasis on that where that was my value of myself in life was mm-hmm. being a good friend, always being there for people, being giving. And that was like who I was, which I think those are all very great things to be, but, you know, kind of going back to your question at the beginning of who am I outside of how people relate to me, just who am I as an individual outside of my relationships with people, and I think that's kind of what I'm still trying to explore a little bit.
0: Yeah, I... I'm, it's through this conversation, I'm realizing how similar I am to you, (laughs) how I would literally at the drop of a hat, if anyone need anything, I would do that for them. And I would always sacrifice my own needs, my own wants, my own desires. And I was, yes, I was happy. I was able to do something for them, but it was more so like, oh, they're happy. Okay. But like, am I happy? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And when I lived alone, when did you... Did, have you always lived alone? So
1: I moved into the city. I'm from the northwest suburbs. I moved here, let's see, 2017. Okay. And I lived with my cousin for two years. And then she moved to Florida and then I moved in by myself.
0: And was that like a shock to you? Was like that anything for you? Or Yeah, I think that was...
1: It was a shock being by myself, but I think at that point in my life, I was really ready for okay. it. I had lived with roommates all through college mm-hmm. and for, um, a job that I had after college for two years, I was living with roommates cause I was out, um, on different parts of the country. I was a consultant for a national sorority. So I was like living in different schools. And so I had a roommate. And so after that, then I roomed with my cousin. And so I think at that point I was like, I'm ready to just like have my own space, decorate how I want, run the household how I want to run it. Um, but you know, that was 2019 and then COVID happened that next summer. And by that point I was like, I'm pretty lonely. <laughs> like, yeah, it's pretty yeah. quiet in here. And that's when I got my dog Harley, um, that summer of 2020, which helped just so that there was another living thing in my right. proximity. Someone else breathing next to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was
0: it just you? Yeah.
1: But you know, at that time, I think I didn't feel so lonely because I did have, very deep connections with friends but also that first year it was covid so everyone yeah. was lonely yeah everyone it was, a was in their apartment huge awakening for yeah.
0: so many people honestly that was like really the start of my journey was when i lived alone and it kind of just fell into my lap i didn't know i was going to live alone my sister got engaged and they're like i lived with my sister and her husband or her oh. boyfriend at the time and so it was us three and they're like well we're engaged in berlin like, oh. <laughs> you gotta go. I'm like, all right. Get out. And all of my friends, leases didn't line up. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to go live alone. And that was a start of me diving deep into myself, being aware of my thoughts. And there would be weekends where I wouldn't like say a word and I'd get to Monday. I'm like, I didn't say a word the entire weekend. I was in my thoughts the entire weekend. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started TikTok and I would just start speaking to my camera cuz I like, I need to use my voice. I need to speak because my throat's closing up, my heart's closing <laughs> up like shit is closing up yeah. and I'm so lonely and yeah that it really jump started a lot for me so I was curious on that for you. But I mean I just and then now I have roommates and I think a lot of people still think I live alone. I recently posted a video and they're like, "Oh, it's you Um, like we struggle living alone." And I'm like I have roommates. I am going back to living alone just because I'm a very, well, just because I just like my own space. And I do think there is time for me. I don't know. I'm, I'm still lost in this space of I'm alone, but I don't feel lonely at all. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just, I'm just in a, I'm just in a space where I don't really want to be next to anyone. Mm-hmm. And I don't really know what to do with that. Yeah, I don't really hang out with my roommates. And like I just got a taste of like talking to someone again and then that was taken away from me and I, I used to have this belief that I was not enough. And I got excited about it and it didn't end up working out. But I know I'm not attaching myself to, this is so hard to talk about because I haven't even talked about it yet. And I just don't, like, I don't know how to deal with, Talking to someone in this healed space because Mm -hmm. I think what you were talking about earlier it made me think of is this guy like triggering you at all in like certain areas like have you had good relationships bad relationships like because I am like in a place where I am so healthy I am so good with myself and I've never been in a in a place where I'm like this is what I want and this person came in and he was like exactly what I would want Mm -hmm. and I. I've never talked to someone like that and who understood. But at the same time, I'm getting triggered by all these little things, but I'm not letting it affect the relationship. I'm just being aware of it. Mm -hmm. Have you, like, are you getting triggered by anything? Like, how are your past relationships or how are they, like, coming to play in this new one?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, um, this current relationship is honestly the only, I would say, real relationship I've been in. I think the longest one prior to him was three months. So, (laughs) not very long.
0: Like, for, like... Forever. Yeah, okay.
1: Forever. I I was always the girl who guys would want to flirt with, frankly, to sleep with, wouldn't want to be my boyfriend. I dealt with that. Well, all through high school, no one wanted to date me because I was so skinny. I was, like not developed in high school. I didn't get my period, sorry, TMI, until like end of my junior year in high school. Oh my gosh. So I was just like, <laughs> I was a tiny little thing and like straight up and down. Um, the boys had no interest in me, frankly, just growing up. Then I got to college. You know, things changed a little bit on that front. and But the guys in college, I just never ran across a guy who was actually a good guy in college. They were all there mm-hmm. to party. They were all there to be douchebags and that's what I experienced I would like a guy so much and want to date him and I just ended up going about it the really wrong way Mm -hmm. but it's all I knew how to do you know and I ended up getting my heart hurt a lot even though I wasn't dating people in serious relationships or anything, you put so, you put so much emphasis and excitement on it, like you kind of said. And you care a lot. You're, mm-hmm. I can tell you're a person that
0: cares a lot.
1: Yeah. And it was just one of those situations where, you know, it went through guy after guy. They didn't want to date me, but I was good enough to sleep with. Mm-hmm. And then they would date the next girl they started seeing. And you're like, <laughs> you know, so out of that, I felt very much not enough. Like you were saying, I never felt enough. And, you know, all of that thought process actually triggered me to after college. You know, I used to dance when I was in high school. And college, I didn't do anything type of physical activity.
0: Same. <laughs> Lots of drinking. Lots <laughs> of yeah, I was like, lost in that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Andre, I lived right next to McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: and so, you know, post-college, I was like, okay, I need to get my act together here and find some kind of physical activity. And at that time, that was right around the time when um, NPC b- bikini competitions were super popular. Did you
0: do that? No. Oh.
1: <laughs> but, but I did sign myself up with a trainer who trained women to like be competitors. I never competed, but I did that. And I got so obsessed with it, I lost all this weight, became so thin, underweight, ended up losing my period for three years, went through, like, a whole hormonal journey. Wow. And when I look back, I was like, why did I do that? Like, why was I so obsessive about it? And it all went back to not feeling enough. I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, how can I get the attention of men And I thought for some reason that was the way to do it because you would see all of like these other really obviously fit men commenting on these girls who did the competitions like their Instagram posts and you're like oh man like these girls are getting so much attention Mm -hmm. so this is what they want like this must be what they want. And so I went so so far like to the point that people were asking me if I competed because that's what I looked like. But I never did, and I never would, because I've never put myself back in that mind space ever. But yeah, I looked at that journey when I came out the other end of it, really, and I really had to be okay. And that was a long journey, too, but I was like, why did I do all this? And it was because I never felt enough. And, you know, when I came out the other side, and I went to doctor after doctor, trying to figure out how to get my period back, like, I mean, it got so bad that... I have like I have videos saved in my phone from like Snapchat and stuff you know you can look back yeah, at your history, the memories and stuff yeah. yeah and I I just look back at those sometimes because they pop up on the specific day mm-hmm. and my face was so gaunt like I sunken in like and how old were you? Let's so, see I would have been twenty like between 26 and 29 oh
0: my gosh, so you're like my age yeah,
1: okay. And I look back at those, I was like, this is so sad. Like, this was so sad. No one pulled me aside to be like, Healy, something's wrong with you. Like, Mm -hmm. well, I mean, I hope they would say it nicer than that. But there was something wrong with me. (laughs) But, you know, my my dad would say stuff sometimes when I would come home Mm -hmm. and he would hug me and he'd be like, you're all bones. But I was so far in the mindset of like, no, but this is what I need to be. That I was like oh, dad, you know, mm-hmm. we would just shrug it off. And you don't
0: really see it either.
1: Oh, I didn't right? see it. Right? No, I thought it looked I say. great. Yeah. Amber, I thought that I still had more fat to lose. And mm-hmm. there was literally none. Like, there was no fat for me to lose <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> and so, you know, when I got out on the other side of that, and I had to do a lot of mental work for that too, and because so I, I had to gain weight back. Because mm-hmm. every doctor I went to, they are like, you're underweight. You need to gain weight back. My adrenals were all crazy because I was in, you know, fight or flight mode because I was so underweight. Like I didn't have enough nourishment coming in. I had digestive issues. Like it was just awful. And so it just got to a point. And this was, um, I got my period back right the winter after we heard about COVID. So that period of being in the house a little bit more, not being able to go to the gym. Just like Resting. Resting. I was, you know, eating mm-hmm. more fatty foods because I was eating comfort foods because we were in a world pandemic yeah. and I was drinking a lot of wine. And so, you know, my calories were up and I was gaining more weight and all of a sudden it came back and it was like a miracle to me. And at that moment I was like, I am never going to let what I think society, a man wants for me. I'm not going to let that affect me ever again because look at what it did to me
0: hmm
1: Look at what it did. And what man has ever shown me that I even want him? Because, like, every man that I've encountered has treated me like crap. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, until I meet a man who treats me like the best thing in the world, why do I care what they think?
0: hmm
1: So that was a learning experience of not feeling like enough. Now, interestingly enough, in this relationship that I'm in, sometimes I feel like I'm too much. And so... Oh, my gosh. Going yeah. back to your question of do I get triggered yes sometimes i feel like i'm a little too much and it's funny because i've never felt like that in my entire life and so it's the flip side but i think it's two sides of the same coin it's the coin of not feeling right for someone or acceptable to someone whether it's too much or too little you don't feel acceptable yeah and as a people pleaser and a perfectionist i think that's one of my main motivators is to feel accepted and i think a lot Mm -hmm. of people just naturally feel like that because who doesn't want to feel accepted by at least one person in the world Mm -hmm. you know i think that's a very natural feeling but we sometimes let it overtake the decisions we make in life and how we live our lives um so you know i've had to work through a lot of that stuff too with the guy that i'm seeing like Am I too much or does he just have a different life experience or does he just prefer different things? So that's been a little bit triggering. And again, the stuff with my family life has been really triggering for me. And so I think working through a lot of this is kind of what my friends saw me doing and they were kind of just like, whoa, you know, like this is like, what is Haley doing? She's, this is confusing. Yeah. (laughs) I think it just honestly confused them Yeah, because I think they said, who is this girl?
0: But it is confusing, and you're over here, who am I? Like <laughs> right. You're like, you're not alone in this. Like I'm feeling the exact same way. Yeah. And I so relate on thinking, believing that I'm too much. But like I was saying earlier, if I don't, it's just, I am someone who feels very deep. I have mm-hmm. a really big heart. And if I don't get excited, if I don't keep my heart open, if I don't be who I am, I can't find out if something's meant for me. I can't find out if you're meant for me. Yeah. So I'm like, I just have to keep being me and the people who want to be in my life, the people who are here to love me will see that mm-hmm. and see my heart and see my soul and accept that and stay with me through it. And they, they will like that. I'm too much in this area or whatever area I'm too much in. And I would say, yeah, I am in a sense, not in a bad way too much when it comes to really feeling and feeling love but in the past i would always get burnt i would always get shit on because i wasn't too much you Mm -hmm. know like i'm like well that didn't work i would hold back and i would play it cool i'd try to be the cool girl someone i'm not and it didn't work out so now i'm gonna lean to who i really am and see if that works out for me and like i said i'm not really like i haven't been on dating apps i don't really know what to do when it comes to that but i'm also not in a place where I'm like, that's my main priority in my life either. Mm -hmm. My main main priority is doing stuff like this. It is talking to people like you. It is just building myself up and figuring out who I am. Because I'm not sitting here saying I know entirely who I am yet. But I do love me and I do know I'm going to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And I do feel very content in that. But... I mean at the end at the end of the day it's not easy and I know people a lot of people do think that I have everything together or I'm just this type of person when I still have thoughts that take over me some days that are really loud where I just want to scream to be louder than them. Mm-hmm. And it is so it it it's just it's hard. It's hard to navigate and even though I'm doing this it's like well I'm not getting anything in return yet I mean yeah but like I'm gonna keep doing it see what happens and what is like where's your mindset on like continuing what you're doing mm. like mental health mindset I want to like touch on that too because a lot of people have a crappy mindset when it comes to relationships when it comes to jobs when it comes to timelines and how Where is your mindset with all that?
1: You know, I think it's been shaken a little bit this past summer and, you know, coming into this season. But I have to just constantly remind myself that I have been through so much already. You know, we've covered a few of the topics here on this podcast, but I've made it through some pretty difficult stuff in mm-hmm. life already. And sometimes I think we forget to really give ourselves credit for the things we've gone through in life already.
0: I love that. That's it.
1: You know, it's like, like a, mm-hmm. the fact that I was in a serious health crisis for three years and mental health crisis for three years and I somehow came out of it on the other side Yeah. and I came into full body acceptance. That was my body.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When I grew up, really honestly hating my body for so long because high school, again, the boys didn't want me because I was too skinny. Then college, I felt like the boys didn't want me for some reason. And then after that, when I went through that whole, you know, gym obsessive phase, I was so, I mean, I wasn't even talking to boys at that point because I was so obsessed mm-hmm. with the gym. Yeah. And I was so crazy about it that I wouldn't go out on dates because I didn't know what we would be eating. I didn't know <laughs> yeah. how many calories it would be. I didn't know what the macros would be, you know, uh-huh. and so just eating. That example in and of itself, like coming out of that, and now I'm just at a place where I just fully am okay with myself. Mm-hmm. I stay active. I, I still that. work in myself, but I work in myself within the natural state that my body just is, yeah. you know? And I eat whatever I want. I do whatever I want. <laughs> okay, it,
0: it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. You so know? why are we hating on something that is here? Right. Why can't we love on something knowing like, oh, I maybe do want better, Or maybe I do want this or that, but like, I really, I really do think it starts with a sense of acceptance, accepting Mm -hmm. where you are now, knowing that like, well, it's not any different. It's just not, it's not anything other than what it is. Yeah. And that is a really hard to come to terms with. It's not that easy. I think it does take practice to get to this mindset. But like what you were saying earlier is like you, you, you've gotten through what you've gotten through. So, you know, because of that, you'll get through what you're going through now.
1: Yeah. I just, you know, I think I'm someone who, when I really remember myself, I am someone who refuses to give up. Mm -hmm. I don't like feeling. I don't accept it. Mm -hmm. And so I just consider this time in my life, even though I do get in the thought path of being like, I feel like a failure. I constantly have to remind myself that I'm not failing. I'm just like a little bit lower than the expectation I have for myself, but I haven't failed. I'm not out of the game. So you're still living. Yeah. (laughs) Like I'm not out of the game yet. So there's always time and room for a comeback when Mm -hmm. you're still in the game. Just don't take yourself out of the game
0: Mm -hmm. and you're good. Yeah. Don't count yourself out. Mm -hmm. There's something I like to put myself, think about, I'll be in meditation or, or whatever it is, and I like to think, like when I was going through my struggle, I would remind myself, I'm going to be in a place someday where this is my story, where I'm telling people, or this is what I experienced, and this has brought me to who I am, and these struggles or whatever I'm going through taught me this, taught me that, and personally, stories like you yours, stories where I hear people str- struggling, these experiences, those are the stories, those are the people I want to hear about. Those are the people I want to learn from mm-hmm. because those are the most interesting. You don't want to hear, I mean, I mean, there are these people that get what they want and you're like, what? what? That was so easy for you? And I'm over <laughs> here just trying to breathe and right. get this weight <laughs> off my chest or whatever. But that story is like 30 seconds long. People can sit here and be inspired by your story. They can learn by your story. And like I always say, this is what I want to hear about. I want to hear about someone like you. I want to learn from someone like you. Because you're developing, you're gaining, you're growing, you're just finding so much strength and wisdom during this time that people would not get if they just got everything handed to them. Yeah, it's and so true. It's so, it made me feel so much better just to... I would literally think of myself sitting in front of a mic and I would, I would think of Lauren Bostick, the Skinny Confidential. I love her. And Amber, tell us about yourself. And like, these are all stories, right? I mean, these are just past experiences, but like they have made me who I am Mm -hmm. today. But sharing what I've gone through as a little girl, my relationship issues, getting lost in relationships, finding myself, not having a job. And then going through this time now where I'm building my life, where I'm, in this transition of, you know, doing this work to get to where I want to be, and I want to show people that this is what you have to do, yeah. and this is like where you're at, and this is where I'm at, and it's not saying that I'm behind or you're behind or whatever it is. It's just we're on our own journeys. We're just figuring out the best that we can, mm-hmm. and it doesn't look pretty all the time, mm-hmm. and it's not easy, and it's hard, and it's it's a lot, a lot of the time. Yeah, most of the time. (laughs) Most of the time,
1: it really is. That reminded me, I cannot for the life of me remember where I heard this from, but it was a quote and it was talking about feeling like you're behind in life. And they Mm -hmm. said, the only way that you're behind in life is if you're following someone who has the exact same life as you. And no one has the the exact same life as you because you are a unique (laughs) individual walking this earth. So yeah. you can't be behind anyone, yeah, there's, no, there's not another "you" walking around, mm-hmm. and um, it's you, you know, versus you. Yeah. yeah, and to your point of doing the work, I think that's something that I was thinking about recently, too, in these past few months of, you know, I have all these ideas and these goals in my head, and I think you know, we grew up in the school system of getting a gold star for doing your homework, getting the A" on the test. And there were all these markers for accomplishment, and people could see you were accomplishing stuff. And so you didn't mind doing the work as much because your hand was held every step of the way, and you were congratulated every step of the way of like doing the work. Now, as an adult, if you want something and you have to do the work to get there, there's no one clapping for you Mm-mm. when you're doing the work. They only clap for you when they see the success. Yeah. No one claps for you along the way, you know. Like you're
0: often the crazy person in the middle. Yeah. Here doing this thing. <laughs> like, what do you? Who are yeah. you to do that?
1: And I think, as someone who seeks people's approval, I have gotten myself into a rut where I just I don't do the work because mm. I'm like, no one's gonna know I'm doing this, and I need to get into the mindset of doing that just for myself instead of doing it to seek other people's validation for it. Because if I continue in this pathway, I'm never going to do anything. You know, mm-hmm. I will be too scared to fail. I will be too scared to do work that people don't see. And then I'll never get to the end goal of what I really want. Yeah. And I will always feel unfulfilled in that way.
0: Yeah. and It's like people are going to judge anyway. They're going to judge you for being where you are doing nothing.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: they're going to judge you for doing what you want. Yeah. So I'm like, how about I just do what I want? Right. and what you were just saying literally right before we started this I got a text from my friend Kylie the one who I interviewed and she was like do you want to do our check-in today because we met we met each other on Sunday and I'm like I can't keep doing this I can't keep saying I'm going to do these things and not do them so we're holding each other accountable in our check-ins today tomorrow but I mean I'm over here oh I told myself I was going to do this and if I don't do it. Well, no one knows because I just told myself I was going to do it. So, but then you're just breaking these promises to yourself and you feel like absolute crap Mm -hmm. time and time again. And yeah, sometimes you do need to hit these lows. And like for this, like I was telling myself I was going to start a podcast for so long and I didn't do it. And I finally was like, Amber, how many times are you going to let yourself down? How many times are you going to do this to yourself? And literally nothing changes if nothing changes. I'm like, if I don't do anything, if I don't create action, Literally nothing is going to change. And like I have these dreams of coaching women, of helping women through their difficulties, of being that support system. And like my, my task this week is to create something where they if they come to my page where they can actually talk to me. Yeah. They can call me and see if they want to work with me. Yeah. And now I have a friend that's reaching out to me, like, Hey Amber, do you want to do a check-in? I'm like, Oh yeah, I still need to do that thing. <laughs> but like this was actually on my one of my check-ins, like I'm in I'm gonna do a podcast. And yeah. I'm and I, have, for the most part, have done one every week. There have been a few weeks where I just got in my head so much about it. I'm like, who am I to do this? And I would just forget mm. that I have a podcast. I, I would go around and be like, what do you do? I'm like, I'm just a nanny. But I'm like, no. And then I started saying, oh, I have a podcast. Because I do. And like, <laughs> if I don't embody that, if I don't speak as if I already have it, who like, I just... I'm all of I, I really, really like speaking as if you already have that thing, or like mm-hmm. believing, feeling like it's already successful, or it's already yours. And I've been putting myself in that feeling, like how does it feel to have this podcast up and running and for it to be successful or whatever? Or how does it feel to finally get that job or to be that person that you've been trying to be and not be that people pleaser? Mm-hmm. And I just envision that version of me. And like your mind doesn't know, your mind doesn't understand what is happening or what's not happening. Right. So if you like just condition your mind, teach your mind that this is real, like this is happening or I deserve these things. I just feel like you're going to step into that version of you so much faster, so much, I mean, I don't want to say faster because we don't really know. Yeah. But it just won't be so the fight won't be so strong is what Mm -hmm. I'm trying to say does that make sense like yeah totally I'm just yeah I'm really in a place in my life where I'm like I'm done letting myself down and I'm taking action Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: I don't know what it's going to look like but like it's not going to look like anything if I don't do anything (laughs) right yes (laughs) so like what is your what are like your next action steps my
1: next action steps oh gosh Lately, it's honestly just been day by day.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but, and that's okay. Yeah, I feel like second by second. I mean, honestly, <laughs>
1: honestly, um, no. But I think right now I'm finally in a space of I'm kind of sick of my shit. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, going back to everyone was like, "Oh, you you must be enjoying so much personal time." And I was like, "No, I'm not," because. If you saw me, I've been avoiding gym sessions. I've been sitting on my couch scrolling TikTok for like hours and hours and like watching reality TV. And like I bought a book and didn't pick it up for like two months. And, you know, like just like sitting in it. I was just sitting in the low for a long time. And I think I'm finally in a space where I'm just like, I'm sick of that. You know, I was there. I sat there. And now I feel like I have to start doing stuff to get out of it. Which I think is so okay to do.
0: I oh, remember I sitting agree. in my shit for a long yeah. time. No,
1: I mean, I went through a lot of shit this year. And so it's like, I think I had to sit there and feel really uncomfortable and realize and accept everything that I went yeah, through. Yeah, like
0: this is where I am. Yeah. Okay, now what are my next steps?
1: Yeah, like my therapist this past week, she was like, I hadn't seen her in two weeks because she was off one week and then I was sick last week. <laughs> And so when we got together this week, she was like, I was just really emotional because I hadn't talked to her for two weeks. And I think just bringing stuff up again really was just like, whoa, Mm -hmm. (laughs) just a lot of emotion. And she's like, you know, I know you may not think so, but what you have gone through this past year is a lot. It is a lot. And I was like, you know what? It is. (laughs) And she's like, do you have to like come to terms with that a little bit? And just accept it. Like, you cannot just say, yeah, I went through this, but it's fine. Mm -hmm. That's not going to help anything, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so I've realized, like, accepting that, and I sat in it for a long time, and now I feel like I'm really ready to kind of move past it. I'm like actually shocked that I've been sitting here talking to you about a lot of this stuff and didn't cry. I was like, oh my God, I just really hope I don't cry on this podcast because it it's a lot, but I think I'm starting to get to a space where I've accepted it. It's still emotional when I think about it, but yeah. I'm at a place of acceptance and I'm like ready to move on. And so those next steps kind of just look like doing things like this where... This oh, dude, is, this is a next step.
0: This what? is this is. I was
1: I was just gonna say to you that this is super expansive for me because I have also thought about starting a podcast and You should. You
0: have a great voice. S- thank you. Yeah. And
1: similar to you, I was like, Well, who would want to listen to me? What would I talk about? Like, what do I have to say to the world mm-hmm. that is so important that I need to be on a podcast? But I think hearing from everyday regular people not, like, celebrities who are, yeah. no offense, but, like, they're a little out of touch with the reality of the everyday person. So
0: <laughs> I think that's important. I think it's so important. <laughs> you know? It's so needed in this world yes. right now just to just get back to reality for a little bit. Just touch the ground. Yes, and under- touch like, grass is what yeah, t- <laughs> what touch the, the grass. like to say.
1: <laughs> yes. No, but, yeah, like, doing things like this. And the other week I had someone who I've been connected with on social media for a while. Um, I can't remember if it was like TikTok or Instagram first that we connected, but he is a music producer. And sometimes I'll post like little snippets of stuff I write Mm -hmm. on TikTok. And it never really goes anywhere. I've never written a complete song, but he reached out to me like a few weeks ago and was like, Hey, I really liked this that you were writing. And I wanted to know if you wanted to work on something together. And, his music is not typically my style. It's a little bit more, like, you know, techno, like, beats-based. But I was like, you know what? Let's do it. Because why not?
0: Like, Who knows where that could lead knows? you? Who
1: knows? And even if it yeah. goes nowhere, it is rewiring my brain to understand that people do see value in mm-hmm. what I have to offer. And there are creative outlets for me to work within. Oh, yeah. Like, life doesn't just have to be this get your nine-to-five job, like, work, pay your bills, sleep, do it all over again. Like, there is still so much creativeness and beauty in the world that you can participate in. You just have to connect with the right people. Yeah. um, And take advantage of it, too. Not Mm -hmm. just, like... I think past versions of me, when I did have the successful job, and I did have the friends, and I had all the things that I thought I wanted, I think past versions of me would have maybe turned opportunities like this down. Because I would think to myself, well, I, I have everything I need. Like, you know, I have all the basics covered. I don't need to, like, add more into my life. But now that I'm, like, at a rock bottom at the moment of life, I'm like, well, I'm not doing anything else. Like, this actually sounds enjoyable to me. It was something yeah. that I would like. So let's do it. So yeah. I think I'm trying to take those opportunities as they come to me and not turn them down. And I think just, you know, we talked about it earlier. Another next step would be just getting a job that I can feel stable within, even if it's not my passion or anything, or even if I do have to take a step back in terms of salary, just something where I can feel supported. And that's all I need.
0: Like, I don't need anything else at the moment. I just need to feel supported finding That was a big thing for me. Yeah. Just feeling supported so I can actually have space to create my life because if i don't like i am working in nine to five well now it's gonna be like eight thirty to five thirty. my hours are changing on tuesday mm. so hours are changing time is lessening we're like my creative time is lessening yeah so i'm like okay amber you really have to be you really have to be on your on your shit and understand what you need to do and what's actually going to move you forward um Do you see yourself going back? I guess, okay, so if you do take this 9 to 5, yes. But do you see yourself doing more than a 9 to 5 in the future? Or do you, like, what do you see for yourself creatively? Because I know you do post on TikTok. You do do that. And that's how I found you. That's how I originally, I I think, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think off of um, the shoveling TikTok that I posted, maybe. Maybe that was how you found me. But yeah, I don't remember. There was, like, a crazy TikTok that I posted about... Like, it was in the winter, and I parked my car outside in an alley, so I oh, always yeah, had to yeah. shovel it out. And I was like, guys... <laughs> I'm not like If you want to win the girl, don't get her flowers. Shovel out her car. And that went crazy. Like, I had guys coming up to me at the gym, and they're like, hey, you're Haley, right? And the I was girl like, oh sho- my god, this is so weird. <laughs> <laughs> it was so strange. But yes, so I don't see myself in a nine-to-five, I think... I always saw myself in a more creative capacity. I went to school for fashion merchandising. I was a dancer. I play piano. I sing. I have always I see that like, you, yeah. gravitated more toward creativity. I think unfortunately this world doesn't often value creativity, and it's just like it's a hard space to be in when you're in a an ball. To, oh my yeah. gosh, you're so right. You yeah. know, because it's like yeah. if your creative isn't what someone wants, then it's bad. Mm-hmm. But it's not, because that is the beauty of creativity, is that it's so subjective. Yeah. But I think as a perfectionist person, sometimes you take feedback objectively, and that can be hard to work through. So, you know, I went to school for fashion merchandising. I kind of decided, really, like, I would have liked, liked to be doing things like visual merchandising or um, buying, but really you needed to be in L.A. or New York to be Mm -hmm. kind of pursuing those roles and opportunities. And I decided I didn't want to leave Chicago. I wanted to stay here. Um, My family is really important to me. And my little sister being special needs, I like being able to be close and like go home whenever I want. And so I decided to make my life here in Chicago, which kind of took me out of that career path. But of course I always still have dreams like, oh, what if I opened a boutique or like, what if you know, whatever. But I think... Long term, I do want to own my own thing. I feel like I was raised to be told I could do anything I wanted mm-hmm. and I could be anything I wanted to be. And I think that's something that has I've been struggling with lately is like, oh, I found myself in the grind of corporate America and they chew
0: you up and spit you out. And yeah, like you didn't meet like you were nothing. Like okay. Yes, and it's like I don't want to do that. I've I, never had a desire to like jump into that I space. Me. I don't. I me. I just I just feel like I'm not built for it either. Yeah. I'm like I'm just gonna steer clear. Yeah. Of that.
1: Um, you know, I think back to my time that I was a consultant for the sorority that I was in in college, and that job was so pivotal for me because I didn't get paid. Hardly any money. I mean, I was making like maybe $480 every two weeks. Like, no money. Wow. But <laughs> yeah, it was basically slave labor, if you ask me. But they're, you know, it's a nonprofit organization. They don't have a lot of funds to go, go yeah. around, but they paid for all your travel and your lodging and uh, food stipends and whatnot. So you had b- your basic necessities covered. But that time in my life was so important because I was getting to work with women. And very similar to you on how, you know, it sounds like you want to pursue coaching women and just helping them with whatever they're going through. I had that opportunity when I was a consultant. You know, yes, we were like working for the sorority, and it was that was primarily what it was about was the sorority. But you were coaching them on professional development. You got to hear about all their relationship stuff that they were going through in college, and like really work with college-aged women. It was really just a cool experience and it, that was not a nine-to-five that was a like whenever they wanted to talk to you or whenever they had meetings or I mean it was just whenever but it was just fun it was just fun to see like a group of women come together and have an experience together yeah. and I think what I'm looking for in the future is replicating that kind of experience in my own way I have this really crazy dream of opening a women's development center and it kind of just being a space that like has a women's gym and it has a space for speakers to come in and hold workshops and
0: I love that yeah and yeah just kind of
1: like a membership club for women who are interested in really just continuing their
0: personal development yeah just bettering themselves yeah
1: I think we miss that aspect of life once we're all out of school it's so we- <laughs> true.
0: Like a space where we can just go to where other like-minded yes like minded women are. And I know like there are spaces, but more so like online. But like actually mm-hmm. like just a local space I can go to. That's the gym too. Right. It's <laughs> so cool. <laughs> well, I was like Even like a little yogi spot. Yes.
1: Yeah, it would have a studio oh, and everything. Yeah. Like in my mind, it's like huge. And like, you
0: could do some dancing. Yes. <laughs>
1: like it's very grand. And I'm like, how? And I think- I've had this dream for a few years, and I actually told the two friends that left me about it, and they were like, that's amazing, and you know, like, they were behind it and everything, but I don't think they were necessarily the right women to have in my corner at the time, because, again, I think they were very much tied to my success, mm-hmm. and not my process. Yeah. And so... Oh, I like that. You know, I'm looking... I like that a lot. I like that too. That just came yeah, out was... of my mind. Wow. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Um. So, you know, I think that is a big goal of mine and I have to figure out how to do it. But I think I already see the world working for me in like very small ways. That makes me happy. Yeah. I um, was, because I'm out of work, I was approached by someone on LinkedIn. They had reached out to me and they were like, oh, do you want to hop on a call? I assumed it was for a job. You know, mm-hmm. I thought they were a recruiter and I get on this call with this woman and she works for an organization that helps connect people who are out of work with government services. And I didn't even know these were in existence and I am sure most people don't know this is in existence, but there are government funds for people who, I don't know if it's just for people who are out of work, um, but there are government funds that you can access grant money to take certain certification classes. So one of those classes that's available is a project management certification, which I had thought about taking a few years ago, but didn't pursue it because it was like, you know, $4,000 by the time you take the class and the test. And so I'm going to be able to take like four certification classes that will give me a little bit of a leg up in terms of business, project management. And like, I think that's just for free. Like, that is so cool. Yeah, I love that. And I wouldn't have known that or had access to that had I not been laid off. hmm And now I'm going to be able to do this. Look at that. Yeah. And I think that will just kind of get my mind going into a space where I'm like, just something learning about business, something too. new.
0: And so. It gets your wheels turning. Yeah. right now you're just like maybe stuck in the same mm-hmm. thinking and like. We need to throw some things in there, change it up, so you can just think a little differently. Right. And I like that you're given this opportunity. I love that you're given this opportunity. Yeah. It It was was so cool.
1: It was so, like, I was so thrown off by it. I was like, wait, what? There's free money for me? (laughs) So I think, you know, that in combination with just getting a job that keeps me financially stable for the moment, those are all going to be little stepping stones for Mm -hmm. me to figure out how I can do this in the future. I think... You know, you mentioned it would be cool to have that in person. I think we got so far away from in-person community during COVID. Yeah. And it's, I think it's a real detriment. I think people are seeking in-person connection. Oh, for sure. And I think, I think it's important, you know, uh-huh. like you can't just connect with people virtually all the time. Like you have mm-hmm. to have an in-person connection with people. Yeah, like I'm
0: such an energetic person same. and I like being in your energy. I like doing stuff like this. And yeah. I don't do it much because I don't know. I mean, yeah. and I, I mean, maybe it is like, oh, I'm comfortable here. But like, no, you grow when you get uncomfortable and just do these things yeah. like this.
1: Yeah. So that's my my big dream in the
0: future. So I love that dream. You know, and it's a good one.
1: The thing is, too, it's like I try and just keep in the back of my mind. You never know who you're going to meet. If I get mm-hmm. a new job somewhere, I might meet someone who could help me make that dream happen in some capacity you know Mm -hmm. you just don't know like what connections are meant for you down the road and how it's all going to unfold
0: yeah
1: and i think you just have to trust that if you have good intentions in life if you're going through life with a pure heart and karma right yeah karma Mm -hmm. exactly back to karma um you know you just gotta hope it'll all
0: happen the way it's supposed to yeah Well, to tie everything back together, because I think we're going on, yeah, to tie everything, (laughs) which is great. Do you, what's like some words that you can leave us with, whether it's being alone or being in your 20s or struggling, what's something that you, maybe you need to hear it, I don't know, is there just like something that has been on your heart that you want to talk about and share?
1: Yeah, I will say that, one, you can go through a period of struggle at any age, and it's never wrong to go through that, so I hope that anyone who is going through that kind of period, they don't feel shame around it, because I know it's very easy to take that on during your struggle, is shame, Hmm. and just don't let that seep into you because the struggle is just part of your process. It's part of your story that you're going to have when you do reach the mountaintop. You're going to be able to talk about all those hills and valleys and your story is just going to be so much more colorful and engaging and teachable for other people to learn from. And so just sit in that and give yourself grace. I need to give myself grace, but I yeah. know it's I think a lot of us done. need that reminder. Yeah. yeah. But I think I think that's it. And just knowing that, again, if you're still in the game, there's still the light at the end of the tunnel. It'll come. Mm-hmm. Just just have faith in
0: that. That's all you all you can do. I love that. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing everything that you shared, that this means so much to me. And I'm so happy that you were able to come here and i was able to give you a space where you can speak about your struggles and you can be open and like i said that just means a lot to me and i know it's not easy so thank you
1: well you made it a lot easier because you know you just truly have such a beautiful energy and i feel that i you know back when we met i felt immediately safe with you so just thank
0: you for having me oh <laughs> i love that okay um sometimes i'm like how do you win this (laughs) i love that (laughs) i love you guys and um thank you for being here today if you have stuck around and i'm sending so much love and light your way and i will talk to you in the next episode bye